Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
gonna yeah on the humble farmer hello out there in radio land thank you for listening to the humble farmer this is your very own private radio show which i make just for you right here on main private radio the one and only exclusive home of no things considered as I was entering the common ground fair, I was hailed by a woman who might have attended a main high school somewhere in 1957-58. After chatting a while, I waved my hand out over the fairgrounds and said that one would have to go to Cambridge, Massachusetts to find a comparable piece of ground that contained so many intelligent people. <laughs> she quickly looked over her shoulder and then looked back at me and sniffed. I don't know. I've seen quite a few tattoos. Where am I? It's all so hazy, may sound crazy. There wasn't a star in the sky. Still, I saw stars. I heard a birdie sing, so sweet, so sweet. The moment I fell for you. Django. 
Here's a letter from a radio friend, and I would like to hear from you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Here's a letter from a long-time radio friend who says, Some of us have heated with wood for 35 years and are breathing just fine. Well, this can be said by most anyone in Maine. I also lived in wood smoke off and on for perhaps over 70 years. I played for hundreds of dances where the smoke was so thick, spruce head, blue goose, bear trap everywhere that was a dance. I've played in a hall somewhere where you have been to a dance. I've played for hundreds of these dances where the smoke was so thick you could barely see across the room. It's when you're 77 and are treasuring every day that the lung chickens are likely to come home to roost. So, you young folks who are 74, 76 years old, keep bringing on a smiling and smoking and enjoying that wonderful heat from your wood stoves while you still can. And when the day comes that you join me and can't make it up the hill under your own power, tell yourself that, oh yes, it was worth it. Because I'm not going to be around to hear you say it.
Ghana. Ghana. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. Someone told me there was an old man running in the 5K race at the Common Ground Fair. I rushed straight over to locate him, and when I asked him when he was born, this poor old man, I discovered he lacked one day to be a year older than I am. For your information, you might know who he is. He's a Harvard man who lives in Camden. Uh, I was at the finish line when he came in, and I thrust a rolled-up main private radio T-shirt into his hand as he roared by. Now, I have no idea who he is. I can barely walk up a hill now myself, having lived with a wood stove in the house for so many years. Oh, back in 1970, you know, there was nothing as great as the heat from a wood stove. And, because like smoking, you can enjoy that wonderful heat from a wood stove for years before you finally discover you can't walk up to the farm stand with a bunch of rhubarb in your arms without gasping for breath. But now, in 2013, it is 75 degrees here in the solar radiant heated office studio of Maine private radio, home of No Things Considered, and it is as cozy, are you listening? This solar heated room is as cozy as a room heated by a wood stove. Now, if I'd had this smokeless technology 43 years ago, I too could have run that 5K on Sunday with that poor old man who's one day lacking of being a year older than I am. Bob Dean, you know Bob Dean, lives in Camden too. He's a world-class canoe paddler. Bob Dean told me that because he's now over 70, he can't run as fast as he once could. And that now, even young girls are able to pass him in road races. The first time Bob saw a taut young body go by him, he looked up at it and said to himself, Bob... Why didn't you slow down years ago? Who's that walking around here? Mercy. Baby patter. Baby elephant patter, that's what I calls it. Say, up in Harlem, at a table for two, there were four of us, me, your big feet, and you. From your ankle up, I'll say you sure are sweet. From that down, there's just too much feet. Yes, your feet's too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Can't use you cause your feet's too big. I really hate you cause your feet's too big. Where'd you get them? Your girl, she likes you. She thinks you're nice. Got what it takes to be in paradise. She said she likes your face. She likes your ring. Man, oh man, the 
Them things are too big. Oh, your feet's too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Mad at you cause your feet's too big. I hate you cause your feet's too big. The most politically incorrect, Fats Waller, here on The Humble Farmer. Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station, home of no things considered. Here is a political email. You get them, I get them. Here's one more, and I'm going to quote this one to you. This email says, Friends, for years, powerful interests have done everything they can to rig Washington in their favor. Big corporate lobbyists devote extraordinary resources to creating loopholes, and big corporate lawyers devote extraordinary resources to exploiting these loopholes. Powerful interests have gotten special break after special break inserted into the tax code, and they chipped away at regulations and consumer protections. Well, it goes on and on, and that's the email. Listen closely, please, because now there is finally something you can do. Are you listening? Make sure your kid is one of those big corporate lawyers so you'll have a decent retirement cushion. Thank you. 
But not for me. Remember reading about the Mayan ball game? Remember they had a stone, a hole. There was a stone thing sticking out of the building, a teeny hole up there. So there wasn't many points scored during those games. And we read that the winners of the game were treated as heroes and given a great feast. The penalty for losing a game was sometimes unusually harsh. Death. The leader of the team who lost the game was sometimes killed. And this fit in with the Mayan belief that human sacrifice was necessary for the continued success of the people's agriculture, trade, and overall health. Well, if I had time... I'd write a story about these Mayans playing and their their attempts. Imagine their attempts to explain the sport to outsiders. We must win this game. We cannot fail. Why must you not fail? Because you'll be killed if you don't? Even worse, we lose our tax-exempt status. Exactly like you, you make me feel so grand. I want to give the world to you. You make me understand every foolish little dream I am dreaming, every scheme I'm scheming. I know why my mother taught me to be true. She meant me for someone exactly like you.
I had time to remind you that you're listening to The Humble Farmer. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I updated Java on my computer today, although I have no idea of what Java is or what Java does. But for weeks, the Java animal in my computer has asked to be updated. Update me. Update Java. So I finally gave in, like a kid that whines and whines and whines, you know, you finally give in. I updated Java, and of course, wondering what Java was, I put the question to my Facebook page and was rewarded with this very useful bit of information from a Facebook friend. Listen to this if you want to know about Java. Java is still having security problems, so use it prudently. <gasps> That's like coming up to me and saying, Hey, humble, here's a glibitz. Use it prudently because it bit my mother when she got one for Christmas. Jumped right out of the box. I still don't know any more than I did. Do I ever use this Java thing? When have I used it? Okay, I'm sorry I asked because, yes, I could have looked it up for myself. Here's what I found when I asked. I asked Wikipedia, what is Java? Listen to this. Java is a general-purpose, concurrent, class-based, object-oriented computer programming language that is specifically designed to have as few implementation dependencies as possible. I thought about this, and I have this question for you. Would a man with no legs who wanted to win a blue ribbon for running on crutches be object-oriented with implementation dependencies?
Snips that off. Ghana, Ghana. My wife, Masha, you've heard me tell of my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman. My wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, was not well this morning, I'm sorry to say. My wife, Masha, said she had tremendous pain in her stomach in the middle of the night, which made sleep impossible. And, because you'll... Remember, we have talked about this before. You know the fact that I have sat at the supper table at a friend's house and simply stared at the empty plate in front of me because there was, there was nothing there I could eat or wanted to eat or dared to eat. My wife, Masha, however, eats everything. She even ate the black beans and salad for supper at her health guru daughter's house last night. <laughs> I couldn't have done it. It would have kept me up all night with stomach pain. <laughs> Thank you. 
The day I was able to chat with a good man who will be good for the state of Maine, he'll be good for Maine people if he is elected governor of the state of Maine. The next morning I wrote a letter to the nice young people who created and maintained the web page of this man who wants to be Maine's next governor. Now I'm not going to mention his name because I will bet you that no matter how many people run for governor in Maine, every single one of these people will have this same problem. Listen to this letter I wrote. Listen to it. You tell me. Hello, my innocent young bright-eyed friend. Yeah, you spent a lot of money building these web pages, getting top, experienced people to design these web pages for you. But you screwed up because you didn't get a 77-year-old Maine man to try to navigate them before you sent the computer gurus a check. You don't know if these web pages work for old people or if they do not work for old people. Listen, I tried to fill out one page and was unable to get through it. The thing fought me. I finally had to abandon it. I think it was the page where I was asked for a $14 contribution to ensure Maine's salvation. What so many young people don't understand is that there are a few fairly intelligent old Maine people out there who do not even own a cell phone. It is too complicated a machine. Every time I use a borrowed cell phone, someone has to push the magic buttons on it for me. On the other hand, some of us make television programs and write for newspapers. One of the things we talk about in our newspaper columns and on our television programs is the difficulty experienced by all main people who have been ignored, swept aside and overwhelmed by a brave, new, uncompromising digital world. 
If you are unable to fill in box three, the ignorant machine will not permit you to advance to box four. Listen to this. If Mr. X is going to win this election for the Blaine House, he's going to have to do it on his record and the force of his personality and not from any help he gets from the web page that got the better of my good intentions this morning. Snarl, snarl. And I signed it, The Humble Farmer.
Ghana here on the Humble Farm, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. You are, of course, listening to me in private radio, and I think we're going to have time, yes, we're going to have time to bring up this uh, no-things-considered topic that I've been working on. But first, I read a story in Down East magazine while unable to get to sleep at 4 a.m. up at the Common Ground Fair. This particular story was written by a Thomaston woman. I got to go see her. This Thomaston woman claims that Martha Stewart ruined her wedding. I thought this story was very well written, and I should mention that she is not the first person to tackle that particular topic. And there is another story in the same Down East magazine about a man who has a restaurant in Rockland. I'd never heard of it. This restaurant is near the market of Jess, if I may employ the partitive genitive. In this restaurant, they use newspapers instead of tablecloths. Now, that really struck a chord with me because I've been a single man for 49 of my 77 years, and I always use newspapers for placemats. So simple. When you finish, you simply roll up newspaper up and stick it in the stove. Because there's a price to be paid for having a wood stove. Today I can barely breathe. Anyone who enjoys the comfort of a wood stove will tell you that the age of 70 is so far away that having a cheerful wood fire in the home is more important than having lung disease and coughing all the times. You know, somewhere, sometime in the distant future, that may not, may never even come. Anyway, Down East Magazine impressed me. Down East Magazine is different from most main radio stations in that Down East Magazine contain main voices.
Django. We have come to the, yes, we have come finally to the part you have been waiting for. This is the no, no things considered part of this program. If you have never studied chemistry and have never even heard the term change of state, please pay close attention right now because your old buddy, the humble farmer, is about to contribute to your education. Have you ever fed apples to a cow? Cows are nice people. Cows are no different from friendly puppy dogs, with the exception of, of course, you don't want a 1,500-pound puppy dog jumping up on you. When you pop an apple into a cow friend's mouth, you sometimes inadvertently touch a foot-long tongue or some huge, juicy, salivating cow lips. And if you do this for a little while, your hand gets quite sticky. And when you get home, you might be surprised to discover that after you wash your hands really good with hot soapy water, a bit of that cow's ruminating stomach acid still adheres to your hand. It's, well, you might compare it to sprayed silicone. You know how that is. You can't scrub it off your hand for days. And I only mention this because... The next day, after you've been feeding the cow apples, if you should pick up a handful of grass clippings right before your very eyes, those ruminating chemicals on your hand will morph that grass into the sweetest warm milk you have ever tasted.
and uh, just enough time to get out here now. Thank you for listening. The other day I was unable to stop reading a captivating article on eating bugs. And you know, there might come a day when the grocery store is shut down and the only people to survive will be those of us with the skills to know which roots and bugs are good to eat. In other words, you'd have to have the knowledge of a person who roamed your area of the world 10,000 years ago. Now, if you've ever watched NCIS, you know that Ziva has been eating bugs for years. Wouldn't you imagine that those of us with a cosmopolitan palate could eat most anything if we didn't know what it was? I can hear my wife Marsha saying, The only thing we have left to eat in this house is yogurt, chili, and ratatatatouli. I would reply, I'm going out in the woods and eat bugs. <laughs>